0: What are we looking at here is a film review podcast. There will be significant spoilers in every episode, so if you haven't seen the movies I'm discussing, please do pause here and go see them before continuing. I talk about all kinds of films and all kinds of topics, so some content may not appeal to you. You can check out the content warnings in the show notes and decide if this episode is right for you. What are we looking at here? Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today we're looking at M. Butterfly and how our expectations can overshadow reality. In M. Butterfly, French diplomat René Gallimard becomes infatuated with an opera singer, Song Lee Ling, Song fosters a romantic relationship with Renée in order to spy on him for the Chinese government. She manipulates Renée into sharing secret information by telling him that she, and eventually their child, are being coerced. They work together to feed information to the Chinese government, ostensibly to protect their son, who Song tells Renée is in China under threat from said government. Ultimately, René is caught sharing secrets and brought to trial, where Song arrives and is in fact a man. Apparently, René did not realize that in Chinese opera at the time, all parts, male and female, were traditionally played by men. He also somehow did not realize that the person with whom he had shared a hundred intimate moments was not actually a woman. Song has developed feelings for Renée after creating this romantic relationship with him, and after the trial, en route to prison, he confesses his love to Renée, only to be brutally rejected. In the end, Song is alone, and Renée takes his own life. So, this is a tragedy, then. Yeah, it's it's not a cheery ending. I'm not saying that Renée should have been glad to have been fooled by a Chinese spy— or that it feels great to realize that your partner is not being honest with you, or that, in fact, you don't even really have a child together. I'm also not saying that getting to know someone, however closely, would change your sexual preferences. But I want to look at something that Song tells her handler. She tells her handler that men make better women than women do, because men know what men want. What does this mean for Rene, or indeed for any of us? On one hand, we may think, gosh, Renee, you're kind of a dork. How can you literally have sex with a person and not realize that they're a man instead of a woman? It's like the punchline of some r-slash-bad-women's-anatomy joke. How can you betray your country for years without ever verifying that the child you've been told about is really yours? In all the long time that you've spent with this person, there was never a time when something they said sounded a bit off? No clues to the truth? No notion that something was being held back? But on the other hand, M. Butterfly is loosely based on a true story. The diplomat in question was fooled for 20 years. Whatever Song Li Ling did in the movie, it worked about the same as it did in real life. This may just be a reflection on the real Rene's dorkness, but then again, espionage and undercover work are done all the time with consistent success. Clearly, people are easier to fool than they want to admit. And one of the reasons for that just might be that Song is right. Song pretends to be a woman for Rene, but not by just saying, I'm a woman and wearing feminine makeup. Song pretends, as he explains to his handler, to be the kind of woman that men like, which as a man he understands very well. He embodies all of the attributes that he knows men, at least men like rene are looking for in a female partner—demure, self-effacing, shy, delicate, so modest that she doesn't even want to reveal her body to her own partner, sexually generous while asking for little in return giving only the most rudimentary glimpses of personality or tastes or feelings, focusing typically on what Renée is like, on what Renée prefers, on what Renée is feeling or needs or wants. Song basically is no more fleshed out than the opera characters he plays on stage, but it was this character, this feminine being whose complexity was limited to only those things that piqued Renée's curiosity, and whose personality was whatever the opera's plot called for and nothing more, this character was the one that René had become infatuated with. He hadn't wanted a real person. He wanted a person who was really like the one-dimensional, hyper-feminine caricature he had seen on stage. And Song played that part for René for years. What did that mean for Song, then? He developed feelings for Rene, who was always exactly himself, because why would he not be? But in the end, Rene's feelings for Song, whatever they may have been before Song's big reveal, were apparently switched off like a faucet. Again, I'm not saying a guy wouldn't feel betrayed and confused. I'm just saying, how can you spend years getting to know a person, and without that person having become vicious at all? just suddenly not feel anything for them anymore? Even if the love was suddenly complicated by feelings of betrayal, how could it just abruptly disappear? Perhaps Renee only loved this one-dimensional feminine character the way you might love a beautiful vase. If the vase is broken, you might miss having it around, but you don't really care about it. You just buy a new vase and appreciate it instead. But René doesn't seem to realize that his love for Song was for a one-dimensional character. He seems to feel that his love for who he thought was a woman was completely real. He was so caught up in the fulfillment of his expectations of femininity that his feelings couldn't even translate to the real world and to the real person who had, in fact, been there with him the whole time. He's upset about his partner being a spy, sure, but his betrayal is also about having that caricature, that fulfillment of expectations, taken away. It wasn't Song Rene loved, but rather a set of culturally tailored gender characteristics. Of course, this is an extreme case. Finding out your partner with whom you thought you had a child is in fact a completely different gender is quite a reality adjustment. But Song wasn't wrong. He knew exactly what sort of woman Renee would be looking for, because he knew that people look for what they expect to find, and if they don't find what they expect, then they decide the person or item is in some way faulty, and if they do find what they expect, they'll be literally blind to the hidden things that don't fit into their preconceived notion. There are, hopefully, any number of men and women who prefer real partners with real feelings and personalities and wants of their own. But how much of our initial attraction to a partner isn't necessarily physical or superficial, but is guided by what we expected to see? For instance, how appealing do we find Song? She's so beautiful and charming and sweet and shy. And because she's those things, she seems particularly good and trustworthy and loving and valuable. We look at John Lone's depiction of the female song as a triumph of acting, see how feminine he looks, how convincing. But he isn't even playing someone with real depth. We only get a glimpse of real emotion or complexity when we see song with her handler, and we put it in the context of her duplicity, as though for this woman to be a spy is the only way that her presentation is a façade. Ultimately, John Lone's song is convincing because he so thoroughly captures what we feel is feminine. We're just a version of Renee, really, blinded by our expectations at the expense both of the real person underneath the stereotypes, and of logic. In fact, for those of us who may not be familiar with John Lone the actor, We might be as fooled as Rene is, and feel just as betrayed when he turns out to be a man. Two things here carry over very easily to our real world. First, when we see how Rene feels, or doesn't feel, about the real Song, and depending on how fooled we were ourselves by Song's ruse, we're invited to wonder, what is it we love about someone? Is it who they really are? Their thoughts and personality and feelings and complexity? The real them? Or is it a stylized version of our expectations? Expectations about gender, sexuality, vulnerability, finances, life goals, etc., etc.? Would we feel more betrayed if our partner turned out to be a spy? Or if they suddenly got fat or voted for a candidate we didn't like? Do we expect the people in our lives to exist the way we ourselves exist? Or do we expect them to behave like programmable items for us to summon and dismiss and judge according to whether or not we're pleased with them in that moment? Are we so wrapped up in our expectations that we see reality itself as a betrayal? Renee doesn't seem to have loved the real song, the song underneath, the human being beneath the gender and the clothes. When Song points out to Renée that he is in fact still the same person that Renée had fallen in love with, Renée disagrees, because ultimately he had fallen in love only with the facade. If we were in Rene's shoes, would we feel as he does? Would we love our partner for their qualities that transcend the physical or the cultural? Or does our connection end when our expectations are challenged? Obviously, if someone in our life becomes abusive or dishonest, then our connection to them should probably be significantly altered. But when we look at someone, at our partner, do we really see them? Or do we only see what we want to see? Do we like who we like because we like them? Or because they fit what we expected to experience? Do we dislike who we dislike because of something inherently bad about them, or because they don't fit into the categories we had carved out for them? Second, if René, if the real René, can be fooled into thinking his partner is a different gender and that they have a child together, and that it's totally okay to sell government secrets for love of someone he clearly didn't know as well as he thought he did, then any of us can be similarly fooled. What does that mean for us? Are we too wrapped up in our expectations to see reality at all? What if someone comes along who's really dangerous? How will we know? We clearly might not have the assessment tools we think we do. So should we err on the side of caution? Mistrust everyone? Or is that what our expectations are in the first place? an inherent mistrust of what we might be seeing, of who we might be meeting. So our heads just put a pretty, perfectly curated picture on everything in advance, so that we don't have to take a chance on really opening up to someone we're not sure we can ever really know. Do we allow our expectations to overshadow reality as a defense mechanism, so that when the inevitable betrayal happens, We can turn our hearts off like faucets, dismissing the real people around us with whom we might otherwise be truly happy, assuming, of course, that they know the real us. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed it, please spread the word. If you want to check out my other content, you can visit my website at www s.m.r.cooper.com. I hope you have a good week and that things go your way. And if you get a chance, watch a movie.